Hello listeners, welcome to another great podcast session. I'm Satavisa. Big data and artificial intelligence have a very interesting interactive relationship. AI requires a massive scale of data to learn and improve decision making processes and big data analytics on the other hand leverages AI for better data analysis. Today we have with ourselves Manoj Jaju, the Vice President of Digital Solutions Hitachi Vantara. Hello Manoj, welcome to Analytics Insight. It's really nice to have you here. Thanks uh, Satavisha. It's a pleasure meeting you as well. Yes. Uh, let me ask you first that how can AI and data analytics help enterprises in managing fast growing volumes and increased variety as well as the velocity of data? Yeah. Uh, so Satavisha, as you uh, see now right in front of us, like uh, during pandemic, it has shown that uh, analysis in case of vaccination, which typically would take, you know, five plus years is now expedited and even done in one year or so. I think the speed at which uh, the data is growing, uh, it is exponential. Now it can be coming from uh, IoT data coming from different devices or sensor data coming from gadgets or a telematics data for a logistic company. I mean, it's, it's ever growing data. Today, anything and everything is well connected to the cloud. So it's not humanly possible for us to analyze this volume of data without taking advanced techniques like uh, big data and analytics, machine learning. I mean, if, for example, uh, instead of going for a preventive maintenance of an asset, I could as well do the predictive maintenance and reduce the cost of maintenance uh, and also prevent the downtime that may come uh, without any warnings. Uh, that is all possible only if I had a lot of data engineering done. There are such many such examples. However, each one of it will need a significant effort to put for data engineering, uh, appropriate tools to be used, uh, outliers to be ignored, uh, pilot validation to be done with set of predicted behavior, and then go for a launch as needed with a wider audience. We need to remember that if it is garbage in, then it is garbage out. So artificial intelligence is only as good as the data is fed to it. Else we have seen a lot of blunders uh, in the public market. Yeah, any, any, uh, yeah, that's about it, Satavista. Great, great, that's amazing to know. Uh, now I would like to know about how is the landscape of data ops is set to evolve. And please tell me about the growing need of customized solutions for enterprises. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, for any company, right, uh, typically the companies nowadays, they want to be data driven. And all decisions and actions need to be based on the data gathered and the analysis driven from the same. Now, many times as data keeps growing, typically in the traditional way, offline analysis is done in the back office. By the time it comes to the frontline field officers, it could significantly slow down the decision-making process. So there are multiple phases of uh, data, or I would say a life, a life cycle for the data, right? Coming from data pipeline to discovery, uh, to integration, cleansing, transformation, visualization, uh, data lake onboarding, machine learning, all this 
are part of the delivery and all this will be put together as part of data ops, right? So instead of having silos dealing with each of these data analytics phase separately, it actually needs to follow a simple principle of lean manufacturing. I mean, divide your work into smaller chunks and increase the throughput. I mean, this is as simple as the definition we can give for data ops because it is implementation of agile in data engineering and insights development. While doing so, uh, the process also needs to be, I mean, continuously improved and adopted because you will keep learning from your experience. Um, however, there is still, I mean, coming to the second part of the question that you asked, uh, Satavista, uh, that when it comes to like uh, customization, right? If you see different verticals, uh, such as transportation, healthcare, manufacturing, finance, each one of it will have its own nuances to deal with. So they will have their own compliance requirement, regulatory requirements, their own uh, uh, business insights that they need to draw. So when it comes to data ops today, more and more it is being looked as a horizontal sub subject. But as we evolve, it will need a customized behavior for each vertical industry and use cases within it. Now, when you pro the process that you follow for fraud detection in the bank will be like completely different from the process that you follow for the predicting a failure for a machine. So the same, it will not be like same uh, thing fitting, uh, same size fitting for all. It will become more, it will become more and more uh, domain intensive, and so is data ops as we move forward. Great, thank you so much for explaining so well. Uh, now, please tell me about uh, what is your opinion on the emerging trends in the multi-cloud system? Yeah, so as you, uh, it's, it's very evident the cloud adoption is increasing. And we can also see that like uh, AWS being the market leader, I mean, Azure is coming close to 90% of AWS consumption. And Google Cloud is also coming close to 50% of AWS consumption. I mean, it means that industry is adopting all the hyperscalers, resulting in multi-cloud strategy along with hybrid cloud as a model, right? Even, even the hyperscalers, they are also adopting and they are changing their strategy not to have everything on the cloud. And they are also giving, um, um, able to meet the edge requirements for certain regulatory industries. Right, by providing their cloud infrastructure in the premises of the company. So from business perspective, it makes uh, more sense to not get logged in by one vendor uh, because when you adopt multi-cloud strategy, you can typically be flexible to move from one to another. And also uh, availability of features uh, in one, it may be more than others. There is low latency based on the where the data center of a particular cloud provider is located. Uh, it also reduces cost by optimizing uh, the availability of the features from specific cloud service provider. All these are the future trends and decisive in adoption of the multi-cloud strategy. Just to give an example, right? I can create a data pipeline in Azure Data Factory. I can create a data science algorithm in Google Cloud Platform, and I can use a Lambda function from AWS for application events. I mean, this whole thing can be a mix of architecture, pretty much possible, and being adopted now by in many of the mature cloud adapters. So this is just one example. Now, when it comes to like, uh, 
analytics side, uh, I see that like a lot of self-service analytics is becoming one of the most uh, Im important differentiator um, because by providing data in the hands of the business users, uh, they can draw the insights by themselves. If you give data to HR, finance, operation departments, they will uh, they will become like a curators of the data and they will draw their own insights without depending on the uh, development team or the IT team to give them the reports. Uh, another uh, key uh, trend that I see is also on the data observability. observability. Uh, that is one of the key areas in data ops because traditionally uh, we only monitor the uh, in infrastructure or monitor the data and if there is any issue we receive the alert but data ops also helps you understand the cause of it and the action it is needed to fix it at the same time there are multiple platforms available in the market to meet such requirement and uh, those can be adopted by any given organization even the data governance and management uh, continue to be the focus while other aspects of data are still emerging. That's great to hear. And uh, now let's uh, go about, I would like to ask you, what are the challenges in monetizing existing data? So, I mean, data, uh, it's a, it's a very well known that the, like data is like a new oil. I mean, what good the data is with you if you are not able to convert it into the, uh, economic benefit or when if you're not able to derive the economic benefit out of it but unless the data is completely understood by the business and differentiated between insightful information versus there may be noise in it monetizing the same will be a far-fetched possibility for any business right data at the right place at the right time and with the right security uh, is the key to monetization. Okay. Organizations are sitting on the pile of data, but faces challenges in identifying like single source of truth, uh, validity, uh, uniqueness, uh, origination, even ownership of the data is not clear. And in addition to this, many times, you know, uh, you need to have a right consent from the owners of the data, which also is missing in many cases while monetizing. So I think other few challenges that I also see is like uh, security, because who should see what and from when and which location uh, is very important. Uh, privacy, compliance, not everything is up for sale. Certain data cannot be exposed. Also infra availability, that's where you know the cloud comes into play. I think these are the different challenges which I think uh, are there for monetizing the data. But industry and the technology both is getting towards uh, mitigating these uh, steps. Amazing. Now, I would like to ask you, how can organizations step up to the risk associated with the violation of data privacy? Uh, so as you see, right, I mean, with huge data that is being generated, uh, either from end users or uh, businesses or social media or devices, the responsibility of the data protection and privacy will always lie with the custodian of the data. Okay, There may be multiple regulations that will come into each country, 
but still the responsibility will be primarily with the custodian of the data even when we say there is a shared responsibility model most of the cloud service provider will say that they are having a shared responsibility model for the sec uh, for the privacy and the security of the cloud uh, but but no one can shy away from the responsibility of the protecting the data when it is lying in their infrastructure whether it is network security application security physical security all are equally important to protect the data at rest and data in motion roles uh, responsibilities privileges are all need to be managed and maintained use of like uh, multi factor authentication we see very prevalent in the banking industry uh, encryption of data both in transit and rest and also giving only the permissions that are minimum permissions that are ne needed for the task these are some of the best practices uh, that are being adopted for the data uh, in the cloud as well as uh, in on premise and uh, most important thing is to anonymize the usage of data i mean when we call it anonymizing which means that no personal information can be used for any purpose it is typically aggregated information and no individual or a personal information can be used for any purpose now i mean just to uh, conclude here uh, we live in the world like where data privacy is like a fundamental right of an individual but i think it is still a wishful thinking because as the breadcrumbs that we leave in the digital world they never get erased and are vulnerable uh, once they are in the wrong hands so i think we need to be extremely careful as an individual as a organization and as a industry as a whole to work towards the uh, honoring the data privacy for the people uh, thanks thanks for your time satavista thank you uh, that's all uh, thank you manoj um, i think it's been it's been a great help for the listeners too and thank you so much for joining us today it's a pleasure to talking to you yeah thank, yeah. You. thank you thank you very much